this Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Teasers is apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Tonight's semi-road rider is no show at his domestic violence court appearance. Parramatta's respond shortly. Plus the latest in the standoff between the clubs and the NRL. Gerds is here. Australia's cricketers back on the winners list. And was Lewis Hamilton within his rights to use gamesmanship in the F1 finale. Welcome to the Rush uh, Hour. Last week of the show for the year. I tell you what we might do. We, we should have a top 10 sporting moments of the year. Okay, every show does it, but let us be the first this year to put, put it out there. Mm. Uh, now, I can't pretend that I've just thought of this off the top of my head because I've been thinking about it all day. Can someone, I, I can think of nine really good ones, but I can't think of a tenth. Okay. So... Yeah, people can tweet them through at Rush Hour MMM. Hello, Goods. Hello, Dan. It's been one of those years, hasn't there? I mean, you can think of four or five the big ones straight, straight away. away that were just you know a long time coming. So, uh, what about the Melbourne Cup? Would you put that up there this year, Dan? Was that it? Was there anything special about the Cup this year? No, nah, not particularly. From, was it? Well, apart from having a big win, no. No, besides your no, it was you know, a nothing personal benefit. There's a no, no, there was nothing. No, so there, yeah, it'd be hard. I don't know. I don't. No, the nine you're thinking of, but I can't even think of one to add to your nine. Okay. All right. I'll let, me think, let me think of something that was a little bit obscure and see if we can come up with something later on. So I thought of Mick Fanning winning at J-Bay a year after almost being eaten. Yeah. Is that one of the ten? Yeah, it's in my top ten, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm pausing, I'm holding back, because I know mm. you can't wait to talk about Tal Malolo and Holmes going to the NFL. Oh, I can't believe we're still talking about it, Dan, please. Really? Well, they're the ones that are talking to the media and... Milking it every day. The, the ship sailed. I mean, what are they going to do? The the, the the reports I got today were the fact that, oh, yeah, look, it's too early to tell. Well, you know, I mean, maybe Tom Malolo. I mean, he's a, he's a freak athlete. But, um, and, and look, Valentine Holmes is developing into quite a, a player as well. But, I mean, is he, a, is he a Jared Hayne? I mean, Jared went over there and made the roster. But, you know, with a little bit more, more application. Is there a chance of Valentine being a running back over there? Where would he play, but Dan? Be careful because, uh, yes, probably run, uh, not running back, but maybe a wide receiver. Wide receiver? Well, he's fast. Yeah, so what? And so he can step. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, look, I just think it's all, um, oh, there's not much else going on yeah, in the world, Yeah, but we, Dan, thought, so that when, we thought that when no, the Jared Hain thing was happening. No, no, no way. He, now, he actually made, the, he made a commitment before he made... The roster. He did. He sort of came out and said, "That's it. I'm going to pursue my dream." And he actually put him on the line, and then went over. He didn't go and do trialing and all that, and then come back and say, "Look, you know, I'm going to go." Did he? Maybe. No, that's exactly. You got it 100 percent right. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if the clubs, Cronulla and North Queensland, are slightly regretting letting them do this in their holidays. I don't think they're concerned. All right. This is Jeff. This is the. Pre- it all sounds very convincing. I'm going to put my left one on it, Dan. That those two are going to be playing in the NRL for the next couple of years. <laughs> okay. Well, they're going to play next year because they're contracted. Mm. Anyway, this man is called so Jeff Foster. Jared. He's the president of National Football Scouting in the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Then Tamalolo and Holmes. The really impressive part was that they've not trained for any of these drills. Seldom do we ever have athletes who have trained for six, eight, ten weeks uh, perform the three-cone drill without ever needing a, an additional repetition. Both players, they were told what to do. They did it one time and they were done. In the NFL, um, nothing surprises you day to day. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, both of them were signed tomorrow, and I wouldn't be surprised if neither one of them got signed um, until they had another opportunity to work them out. Guys, why do you want to play for the NFL? I think personally for myself, I think it's just a new challenge, you know, to come over here and uh, 
challenge ourselves as athletes and try and compare ourselves to American athletes. You guys, can you talk to us a little bit just about how this came together? I mean, did you just go to your coach one day and say, hey, I want to play with the NFL? Nah, it didn't come like that. Actually, the NFL come to our managers. There's a couple of scouts that um, got in touch with our managers and they um, obviously were looking at Jason and myself and that's how it all come about. They wanted to just see how we would go with a few drills over here. I take that back, Dan. <laughs> I take that back. I'm really concerned now. Sounds concrete, doesn't it? Well, okay. <laughs> no, what no. are you going to say? Oh, this, oh, well, they're going to be 10-year stars. They're great athletes. They're, they're great athletes. But, I mean, you know, I don't know what motivates the two. Obviously, both now won premierships. Both now represented That's their country. True. So they've yes. ticked a few boxes. Yep. Um, but, you know, the, the sacrifice they would make in, in relation to their wages and their earnings. I mean, at such a young age would be, you know, they're, they're looking at a couple of years on minimum wage if they did make the cut. And we know that Jared established himself in the game and was quite, you know, he was well off when he, you know, went over and made those sacrifices. These two guys, I mean, they're coming up to what will be the biggest contracts of their That's career, true. essentially. And, you know, they're probably bumping up the price a little bit, but they can set themselves up with their next contracts here. I bet we hear more. I bet we hear more. Oh, unless something else happens this week, Dan, we'll probably be talking about it till <laughs> Thursday. Smart thing. Take your players over to the NFL, com- uh, have, a, have a tryout in November when it's a dead sports month. Have they got the same manager by any yes, chance? Yes, they do. Who's their manager? I think it's uh, the, the All Brothers. Oh, okay. Or Gavin Orr. Or yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, that's a coincidence too. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 133930. Jesus is apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. This is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. You've got GERDs, you've got Dan. Uh, and we do the show, of course, uh, thanks to Exitel NBN. Thanks to Exitel NBN for their sponsorship the last month. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 133938. Uh, let's get to the serious story of the day. Semi Radra did not turn up to court. Uh, he was facing a domestic violence charge. So this isn't you know, a speeding fine. This is a, this is a big one. Uh, and Parramatta put out a statement today. The Parramatta NRL club was informed by Semirad Rajralas Wednesday that it was his understanding from family, including his mother, that his father was gravely ill. In consultation with his legal team and Semi's management, the club granted Semi compassionate leave to return home to Fiji. This was granted on the proviso that Semi and his management complied with any requirements from the court. The club understands... The stress a family illness can provide, and at all times we are considerate, blah, blah, blah. On Friday, November 25, the court confirmed that the hearing would proceed on Monday, 28 November today, and that subject to the delivery of supporting documentation around the seriousness of the illness of Semi's father, that Semi was obligated to appear in court. Our club supported this reasonable position of the court. With today's court hearing, whereby Semi has been issued with a warrant, suspended until Wednesday the 30th of November, we continue to work with Semi's manager to ensure Semi is in compliance with all future court requests. So uh, that comes from Bernie Gurr, Parramatta CEO. Take from that, Gerds, they were okay with him leaving the country, but as long as he fulfilled his court commitments, which he did not do, yeah. and the court did not buy his excuse, legitimate or not, uh, I'm sure it is legitimate, but... Yep. Um, 
there's a warrant for his arrest. So this is now big time. Yeah, look, and, and you just you just feel sorry for Parramatta again, don't you, Dan, after the season that they had last year. And it's obviously, you know, on a personal note, uh, you know, for Sam Minnick's family, we hope that everything's okay and obviously he needs to sort this issue out when he returns. But just in relation to, you know, Parramatta, the sooner they bet it, the better they can get this sort of, you know, out of the news and sorted out for their pre-season and their, you know, their... Um, continuation into 2017 and they start the season afresh and highly motivated and without drama so um yeah hopefully for all involved he can come back fulfill his um you know what he needs to do what do you make of of this statement where Parramatta has acknowledged that he has effectively broken the law but there's no sort of uh, our, our club supports this reasonable position of the court that he had to turn up today but uh, no sort of talk of punishment or repercussions. Uh, I'll, I'll read this last paragraph again. Yeah. With today's court ruling whereby Sammy has been issued with a warrant suspended until Wednesday, we continue to work with Sammy's manager, manager to ensure Sammy is in compliance with all future court requests. It's as if they're saying, well, as long as Sammy is a good boy from now, then yeah, I think things though, are okay. I think when it actually, you know, when the charge was actually laid, Dan, didn't they come out and say that we're going to let it take its process through the sure. courts and then, sure. you know, on the findings of the court, then we'll react and I'm sure the uh, the integrity unit will get involved at some point if they need to, but I think they're just going to let it take its natural course. I wonder if course. this is the last we've ever seen of Semi in a, in a rugby league jumper. If this, you know, if, if Gee, I hope not, Dan, because, you know, even, even you know, when he came back last year and uh, under the duress he would have been under, he, he had a stellar back end of the season. So he's great for the game, but I just hope on a personal level he can sort out his issues and, you know, get on with it. Uh, official today, Kalen Ponga has joined the Newcastle Knights. So uh, that is from 2018. Brilliant. Apparently Newcastle wanted him a year earlier. Cowboys yeah. said, no, he's our player. We're going to keep him. It might happen. I mean, you know, he might have a bit of a look around now and Paul Green, he might want to put, you know, 12 months of um, of resources into a young guy and make him a better player yeah. um, and, and then yeah. send him down to Newcastle with a little bit more experience. And uh, But congratulations to Newcastle. Uh, they look like they're on the up and up and I think everyone in the game's happy. They uh, had a tough couple of seasons and everyone's excited about, you know, what Nathan Brown's done in the last couple of years and starting to build a, a squad and, and what a great, um, you know... What a great player to bring in, a young guy with lots of talent in a key position and he's certainly going to develop into uh, some kind of player. And I think, Dan, um, you know, a lot of people are questioning the money and, and the, the age of the guy, but he spent, uh, as far as I know, a, a, about a week down in Newcastle with guys like Danny Baderis and Matt Gidley who had a really good opportunity to assess his character and, and those two guys are pretty good smart. Rainer. They are. They And they just said, you know, he's just a guy that you build a club around, not just on the field, but off the field. And they're the things that you can tell when you spend time with a player. And he's ticked all the boxes. So I have no doubt this guy's going to be a great buy for Newcastle. Well, you would rather, wouldn't you, a club, if, they, if they're going to spend big money on a player, it's a punt, right? If you're going to pour two and a half, three million dollars into someone, you would rather them, wouldn't you, take a punt on a kid with upside. Yep rather than, say, a player in his late 20s, an Anthony Watmo type where yeah. Parramatta paid big money when it was obvious that Watmo wasn't going to make his contract and yep. they had to get the best out of him in the first couple of years. Isn't this a, this is a far better situation, isn't it? Yeah, I think they need to get the balance right. They're going to need a little bit of experience up there as well, Dan, because what they don't want to do is burn. They've got a pretty good, young, talented squad coming through, and we've seen that over the last um, two years. And they've got a guy like Nathan Ross who I think has the potential to be a good fullback next year. Yeah. You know, I, I thought he was one of their best players all year, played on the wing, um, and Gagai and... Um, Mamo sort of shared that role at the back 
Uh, I think Pong, from what I can gather, his best role is at fullback, but whether or not they're going to throw him straight in there in 2018 or whether they get hold of him next year. But they've got a good guy in Nathan Ross that might make a fist of it for him next year and uh, until the young Ponga comes the year after. So, yeah, I think... Uh, some positive signs ahead for Newcastle. Well, uh, I think I think Mamo's gone. I think he's due to go to the Super League. But yep. they've picked up Jamie Bura, yes, Rory Cost, Jason, yeah, Josh Starling. Okay, so there's some good, hard-headed, yeah, veteran senior players. And you got to say, I was really with Bura. You know, like he when he came back this year from his injury, I thought he was in you know career best form. He was playing really well for that late charge the mm. the Manly side had at the finals. So he's in good form, and I, I think he'll he's the kind of guy that you know you love having in your side as well. He'll be really good up there at Newcastle. Right. So yeah, good on him. We'll talk about Australia's Test win uh, over the weekend. And was Lewis Hamilton right to slow the field down and try and cause a bit of carnage? We'll talk about that a, l- a little bit later. It's the Rush Hour here on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Teaser C's apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this, Gertz, because it's very technical and I think on radio can get quite, uh, you can get bogged down in it, mm. but there's been developments between the clubs and the NRL today. Yeah. Brent Reid tells us that uh, clubs sent a letter to the commission this afternoon calling for an uh, extraordinary general meeting. Yep. 14 clubs and the New South Wales Rugby League signed. Mm-hmm. So it, the NRL has now acknowledged that they have received this letter yep. and they have eight days to respond. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Grant effectively has 29 days to save his job or he will get voted out, Reid tells us. And apparently, uh, Grant was trying to organise peace talks over the weekend. Didn't work. Three responses. Yeah, 21 days, I think they have to respond. And then, so that'll obviously be around Christmas time when they try and Mm. get this sorted out. But um, you would think, you know, at some point he's going to fall on his sword and, and walk with dignity. But... Uh, he's going to fight to the death, and uh, but you know it looks like to me everything that you can read and and you hear through the grapevine and and reporters such as Reedy, they just had a, they just don't want a bar of him. The clubs they're just they, they're not happy. The the two things that he sort of got wrong were the fact that you know he promised money and wasn't and has now basically gone back on uh, the MOU. And then the other thing is, I reckon that when he when he was talking about the amount of funds he was actually going to give the clubs. Pretty smart businessman. I think they would have all raised their eyebrows at the at the start of it and said, "Well, where are you going to get this? Yeah, or where are you going to get this from, and how is it going to be?" It, it it all just seems like it hasn't been done, um, you know, in a really professional manner. And once you get these sorts of guys offside in that regard, and you lose their trust, yep. there's no turning back. No. Then what can he do? Yep. Well, that's it. Once you break someone's trust, that's it. You're gone. It's over. Yeah. Uh, now, someone sent us. The, thank you for sending whoever sent, sent us this in. You're not going to believe it. We've had this on file for ages, and we're going to play this bit anyway. It's unbelievable that you sent it uh, to us tonight. I think we've played it on other Triple M shows before, but let's do this. Now on the Rush Hour. Oh, 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 oh. When commentators lose their shit. And the A. Oh. oh, what about that? Send him off. <laughs> Send the dressing gas off. It's Castleford versus Wigan, I Get him off the field! That's just typical what it is! Get him walking! They don't like it! Walking <laughs> Campbell, if you've got it in bottle! If you've got it in bottle, Campbell, he should walk! That was absolute diabolical! He's gonna be yellow card! 
A car speed. <laughs> you bottle this get, Campbell. <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> you bottle this get. Oh. A car speed. Rush hour. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Teaser and C's apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Triple M. This is the Rush Hour getting you home on a Monday night last week of the year that went back, uh, I think, midway through January. <laughs> Have you seen the... Um, the well, Facebook post. It's a back page of a uh, front page of an English paper that's going around today. No. Uh, when I ordered a forty-two-inch TV, mm. I wasn't expecting a dwarf transvestite. Forty-two-inch <laughs> <laughs> TV. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh. Oh, now I've broken Lachlan's phone. I'm sorry mm. about that. I think there's a chance that someone did actually order a 42-inch TV and go... <laughs> On Black Friday. <laughs> Let's do this. This week, the Rinai B26 Continuous Blow Hot Water System on sale for $799. Half price. Visit abltilecentre.com.au. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Sports update. Tom Rogic's star continues to rise. He kicked Celtic's first goal, an absolute stunner in their Scottish League Cup final win. Did you see that? No, I haven't seen it, but he is a gun. He's been doing... And you know what? But he's not, I don't, and I don't know a lot about the Scottish league. It's it's a good league, but what's impressed me most about his performances and the way that he's playing is they're, they're the they're, the side are actually in the Champions League. Yeah. So he's coming up and playing against Barcelona and some of the best in Europe, and he's performing at that level as well. He is a gun. Try and find this one. It's uh, he's on the Worth right corner of the penalty box and yep. he slams it in with his left boot. Wow. Boz said that when we did a Socceroos game a few weeks ago, he's their most he's the Socceroos' most important player these yeah, days. Okay. Uh, meantime, the Jose Mourinho circus was on full display in Man United's 1-1 draw at home to West Ham. Mourinho again was sent off. Yeah, he's, he's just a frustrated little man at the moment. <laughs> More importantly, each of the top four Premier League teams all won. Chelsea still won up on the field. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal had a good win too, by the way, Dan. In, in rugby, they're one of the top four. Yeah. In rugby, Dean, Dean Mum will face a tribunal on Wednesday our time thanks to a lifting tackle during the Wallabies' 27-24 loss to Ireland. What'd you make of that game, Dan? Did you have a look? Didn't see a minute of it. No. I apologise. I'm sorry for not being prepared, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Gee, they were disappointing. 7 nil, 17 nil down after like 20, 25 minutes. And... Do you ever do the thing where you think you've set something to record on IQ and then you go to what? It's not there? No. That's what I did on the weekend. You so. set the rugby? Oh, well, yeah, because mm. we're supposed to watch it. But I'll tell you what's happening. Michael Checker, our very good friend here at the Rush Hour, again appeared to blame the refs. Now, there was a lopsided penalty count. He may have had a case. Yep. But it's ha- it, it's becoming a bit of a cliche from Check to just when they lose, it's yep. the refs' fault. Have you seen Eddie? come out today, Eddie, because obviously they play England, Twickenham, next week. He's come out and said, yeah, they've got an issue with their scrum and I'm going to set a meeting up with the referees. (laughs) They were penalised overnight and they have to keep an eye on it. So I've got this theory. He desperately wants to coach the Wallabies. Yeah. That's because... How long? When, when did he last coach? He's had success with the Wallabies Did two World Cups, 03 and 07. Yeah. So, but he was never as loved 
as he probably should have been. He also came out and said, of all their victories this year, if they win next week, it'll be the sweetest of all. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it, doesn't he? And tonight, but see, the great ones always have a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, and do. that's a hell of a chip he's got. And tonight, something called the John Newcomb Medal will be awarded. It honours Australian players on and off the court, mm. featuring their conduct as well as tournament success. And because of that, mm. Nick Kyrgios and Bernard Tomic have not been nominated. Were they invited to the? They shouldn't have been invited to the night. I don't think they have been. But they wouldn't be. Well, you, you wouldn't go, though. If you're Nick Kyrgios and you're world number 13 and you can't mm. even get this medal, mm. you're not going to turn up, are oh, you? Yeah. Who, who's going to win that award tonight, Dan? Uh, uh, probably Dasher Gavrilova. Yeah, had a great year. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was your favourite Dasher Gavrilova oh, moment this year? I just hope, you know, too, too Dasher many and the other, the other 12 perform in the next couple of weeks, Dan, because the, my girls are going to get really excited about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this is the rush hour. Oh, that was a sports update for <laughs> ABL Thailand Bathroom Centre. Nice save. Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. T's and C's apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Triple M Rush Hour for Exitel NBN Goods here with Dan. I sat down and watched from start to finish. And when I mean start to finish, I mean, I mean the whole pre-game all the way through to the post-game of the F1s last night. Is that a Which game? is a magnificent... A well, pre-game, I What's think. What's the pre-game the, of that? They, it's unbelievable. Well, the time trials? Sky Sports, no. They they do a... You know, it's like a panel. But they uh. have people walking up and down the pits. They just grab owners and drivers. Okay. Access... Anyway. anyway. Okay. So, it, it gets to the, the start and... It's pretty simple. Hamilton basically has to win. There are other ways he can win the world title without winning. But let's say he knows he has to win. Is that the last race? Last race, Abu Dhabi. And he knows that Rosberg can't finish on the podium. Mm -hmm. They're teammates at Mercedes. Uh, Hamilton gets out in front. And uh, Vettel has a little uh, period in front. But essentially, Hamilton is, is wheeling and dealing out front. Rosberg is somewhere second, third, pretty much the whole way. Uh, so things are going swimmingly. They've stretched out a little. And then, you remember, Hamilton, Rosberg, same team, Mercedes. Yep. Hamilton slows down. The theory behind that is if he slows down and sort of bunches the field together, yes. you increase the chance of an as, accident. Yes, yes. So if you've got all of a sudden, if they're, if they're strung out, then everyone's just, everyone's just going to go round and round in circles. Yes. Let me play you this audio of the team instructing Hamilton not to slow down, to speed up, his response. There's a couple of things that are a bit hard to hear, but I want to hear, you're, you're an athlete, I want to hear your response to, and your reaction to what, what Hamilton did. Lewis, this is Paddy. We need you to pick up the pace to win this race. That's an instruction. That's a no then. I think he's ignoring every instruction and I think the ramifications of that, Martin, uh, will be felt into the future as well. Right now, I'm losing the World Championship, so I'm not really bothered if I win or lose this race. Ooh, that'll, that'll help. That's not thinking for the team, is it? Help his meeting with HR on Monday morning. No I in team, but there is an M and an E, apparently. Well, I... I... Dan, I've got no problem with it at all. I mean, the, the thing that makes these guys so good is the fact that they're super competitive. 
And I know it's they might drive for the same team, but essentially I don't view Formula One as a team sport. Unless you're sitting in the same car, you're doing your best. And I know they've got their own crews, they've got their own people. That's obviously someone from their team. They're communicating there with Hamilton, telling him to, you know, speed up. But if I was in that same position and the world title was on the line and I'd been, you know, busting my butt all year to try and win it mm. and then I could use the strategy in the last race, I don't care whose team is who's on my team, I'm going to, tr- you know, I mean, when you five years' time, no one cares about, you know, if you finish second or third yeah. or what team won it. Yeah, it's second, how many world Hayes titles exactly. you had. They won the, they won, they won the team world title title, didn't they? Races ago. So that's fine. So the, the team should be happy and then it comes down to the individual, the endorsements, the, you know, you get the you know, you get the cup and then you go in next year, you defend your title. I mean, I'm not, you're not laying down for a team, mate. No way in the world. Well, there was a, about 10, 15 years ago, I can't remember who it was, but remember, I think it was the Australian Grand Prix where one team was so dominant that one driver pulled over so the main driver of the team could go through and win and just people were up in arms. Well, that's not racing. That's no. the, This is racing. No. My, my, I'm with you. I love this. My six-year-old was beating me at drafts. I've taught, I taught her how to play Chinese checkers or drafts. I hope you wipe the floor with her. And, and she was actually beating me at it about two days ago, sitting on the couch, and just before she was about to put on the winning move, my leg bumped the board and knocked <laughs> off all the remaining Chinese checkers, which was a disaster for her. She was really upset, and you know. But I just explained to her. I mean, things happen. Things happen. Things Look, can happen. This is a tough world, and if if you can't get your own way, then cheat. And you know what? I will not play her again. <laughs> Let's have a rematch, Dad. Oh no, darling, I'm done. <laughs> Rush out, Triple A. Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Tears apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Sports update. Uh, Conor McGregor's unprecedented reign holding two UFC belts at the same time lasted a week. He was stripped of his featherweight title belt because uh, basically what? UFC needs to fill a card. It's a, a actually really? producer a, a, a button pusher lock on. Can you explain why has McGregor had his title stripped? He did uh, nothing wrong. Well, he's in sort of in three divisions: welter, lightweight, and feather. And if he holds two titles, he can't really defend them back to back with how much time you need before fights. So ah. to keep the weight divisions going, and fighters are upset at it as well. To keep it going, have to. Mm, okay, makes sense, Dan. Okay. I, I bet he won't be happy though. Argentina are Davis Cup champions for the first time, and Stephen Dank has had his appeal uh, dismissed by an AFL anti-doping appeals board. That should be the last we hear of him. That should be the last we hear of Stephen Dank. I'll tell you what we haven't done uh, as we do that sports update for ABL Toland Bathroom Centre. We did not talk about the cricket. What a test, Dan. How good was Sunday? I can't believe people were, whether tongue-in-cheek or not, having... A lash at the opener Renshaw because he was taking his time. Twenty four off a hundred ball. I like like everyone's complaining about guys cricket. getting in there and being a little bit too cavalier. This guy got in there and just sort of slothed about and picked his shots. And he's a twenty year old to have that sort of mentality at that young age. I think he's the perfect partner for Warner. He can get out there and have a real good crack. And this Renshaw is just going to hold up an end and plot away. I thought it was. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It's the first time, apparently, in 130 years that uh, two debutants have been at the crease when the running yeah. runs have been scored. And that could be a sign of the times too, Dan. I think the good, the good thing coming out of that third test, and I know that there's a couple of one days coming up against 
Kiwis. And so basically, you, instead of these guys now being together and preparing for the the tour against, or the tour against Pakistan, or not the tour, but the test series, mm. now they've got to, you know, break up again, go back and, and prepare on their own and, and probably have half the side playing the one days and half the side not. But I'll tell you what they will do. All the guys that were selected in this test will be taken into the next one. And I think that'll be, that'll let, allow them to prepare better uh, and they'll have a little bit more confidence because, I, I, I don't know, I liked what I saw with some of these young guys. And uh, to finally put a full stop on this, at least until the Brisbane test, the pink ball, no dramas. No drama. Uh, it was a good contest between bat and ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it moved around a bit but wasn't impossible to play. Mm. Yes, at night it's a little bit more difficult, but, I mean, that's yep. that's that's... That's the way it goes. And with the form of Packers, they weren't good in New Zealand, Pakistan. They were awful. So over here, bouncy wickets, I think, you know, give our speed guys a little bit of an advantage. I'm pretty confident we might have a good Christmas, Dan. All right. Well, there you go. Well, I like your confidence. Triple M is calling the three tests, of course. That'd be great. Uh, And it starts on December 15, ball by ball, the return of... uh, Kerry O'Keefe. Kerry O'Keefe. And a cast of thousands. Yep. Merv Hughes, Brett Lee. Michael Some of the Slater. funny guys from the station as well. I think Gussie Warland's going to be it. involved. Jewel Schiller to uh, be entertaining. Lawrence Mooney. So good. So there we go. That's a cricket with a difference uh, on uh, Triple No M. crackle. Cricket, cricket without the crackle, Dan. Is, uh, I like that. Is um, <laughs> cafe going well? Great. Really busy. We've got 30 seconds to fill. No, no, any, no, any more a, no, you want to embellish? No, no, it's been, you know, I can't wait to get out of there, to be honest. I've been, <laughs> I've been in there for the last 10 days. Is it true that you served our air. boss and forgot that he who it was? Well, and, he, he came at the end of the day, Dan. I'd been at the point of sale for about six hours, and I looked up, and I thought I recognised him, and then all of a sudden it was uh, J.A. looked across and said, a uh, couple of large cappuccinos, things. And I'm trying to get him off the dairy, but he loves it. He loved but it. But hang on, you didn't recognise him. Oh, I did after a little while. It'd been a long day. I wasn't really, you know, paying much attention to the faces, Dan. Yeah, good news. Just Con- the order. Contract time. Goodbye. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Jesus is apply. The Triple M Rush Hour.